This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer. And good morning. God bless you. This is Reverend Chris Palmer here on Transforming Truth Radio Broadcast. It's Saturday night, the night before Easter. Happy Easter to you. Happy Resurrection Sunday. I want to welcome you to the show. We're live tonight, 313-838-1035. I want you to go ahead and call in. And we have a powerful show prepared for you. I've been away. And many people say, well, are you, um, where you been? I say, well, you know, I've been traveling. But I'm at the helm tonight. So... Uh, if you've not heard this broadcast before, you're listening to a spirit-filled broadcast. We believe in praying for the sick. We believe in casting out devils, ministering deliverance to people, and getting people filled with the Holy Ghost, telling people about Jesus. Tomorrow, we're going to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about how when He, if He resurrected, He's Lord, He's Christ. And here's the thing about it. Here's the promise about it. If Jesus rose from the dead... And you share with him in his suffering, then friend, you're going to share with him in his glory. So we as believers have a living hope. The Bible says that if we are only with hope in this life, we're men most miserable. But praise God, he rose from the dead, he defeated death, he put death under his feet. And we have a living, resurrected Savior that we worship, who has promised us everlasting life. And the moment, according to John 17, that we come to know him, we step into that eternal life. So, friend, if you know Jesus today, you've done all the dying that you're ever going to do when your old man died and your new man was resurrected to life. You say, well, what do you, what, don't we all die? Well, your body's going to give away, but you're not going to die. You're just going to shed this body, pick up a new one. So it's powerful that we're part of a new and everlasting government, the government of the kingdom of God. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. So I have a lot for you in just an hour. Just one hour. We're only on one hour a week. And this is that hour. So don't tune into another station. Maybe you're listening tonight and you say, well, I don't believe in all that Jesus stuff. Well, if you don't believe in the Jesus stuff, you haven't heard it taught correctly. You've been ruined by religion. Some minister or priest or someone that didn't have a relationship with God spoiled it for you. Friend, I'm going to tell you, give it another chance and reconsider. You need life, right? No, I don't need all that. You need life everlasting. You need a fresh hope. You need a living Savior. You need a touch of God's power. So stay tuned tonight. Don't try and do it all on yourself and try and be tough and try and get it on you through your own strength. You need a touch from a Savior and you need supernatural help and assistance. Otherwise, you're too proud. And you need to get rid of that tonight and get delivered. So I want to talk to you about a lot of things tonight. Before we get to everything that we need to get to, before I start teaching, I'll make a few announcements. Number one, we had a powerful service last night in Novi, Michigan at Supernatural in Novi at the Hilton Garden Inn. And as I said last week on the radio, there are four weeks of meetings. So last night was our first kickoff service, and I'm going to talk to you about that in just a second. I'm going to have powerful testimonies to share. I have a caller who's going to call in and talk. Uh, but not only that, we uh, have a service this coming Friday, which is the 25th at 7.30 p.m. at the Novi Hilton Garden Inn. Now, the key word for our services is momentum, and we're going to continue to build on that momentum. 
And people will be coming and testifying and telling them what God's done and how God has moved inside the services. Uh, one thing we've been doing in the services is sending out a team to go and minister to people the power of God. Minister not just inside the four walls of our church, but to go testify and be a witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And to pray for the sick in public places. To demonstrate that this actually works. You mean it actually works? Yeah, it actually works. When you pray for people out there on the streets and, and pray they get healed and delivered, they get healed and delivered. We're going to hear about it in just a second. And I don't want you to touch that dial. I want you to stay tuned. If you're also listening tonight and you need a touch from God, you need, you know, God to meet you in some area, call 313-838-1035. You can talk to me. I'm here to pray for you for the next hour. Okay? Let's get to our teaching tonight, uh, but before we do that, I have on the phone with me a young evangelist. He's from Dayton, Ohio, evangelist Jordan Paul. And Jordan, you there tonight? Yes, I am. God bless you, Jordan. It's good to have you on the broadcast. Now, before I have you talk, let me just say a few words about this young preacher, young anointed man of God. He came down with me to the Caicos Islands. He did a wonderful uh, job preaching and teaching the Word of God. And, uh, you know, Jordan, I remember we were down there the first night, and I turned over uh, the service to you. I said, now you go ahead and pray for those people as the Spirit leads you. And uh, the next thing I see you, Jordan, you're, you're praying for a lady, a elderly woman. She had a stick in her hand, a cane. She throws that cane down. You went and prayed for the next elderly lady. She threw that cane down. And those ladies came back to the services <laughs> they, the, the whole week. They didn't have any canes in their hand. Amen. Amen, amen. They never came back, did they, with the with their cane again? I mean, you saw them the rest of the weeks. They never had those canes, right? No, no, no more canes, no more canes. Okay, Jordan. Now, I want, you know, you're an evangelist. You go and you pray for people. And, uh, you know, he, he's he been coming to our services, and uh, he assists me in praying for people. And um, last night we sent you out into one of the local malls to pray for people with uh, three other people. Uh, as a team, and Jordan, I want you to tell the people, we sent them out at 8 o'clock from our service before I started preaching, and by the time I was done preaching, they came back, but they came back with testimonies in their hands, and Jordan, I want you to tell the people, after we sent you out, after I told you guys to go, and to be back in an hour and 15 minutes, take you from there and tell me what began to happen in the lives of the people. Um, well, we had a uh, very, very powerful time um, in the mall. Um, actually, um, probably one of the most dynamic uh, miracles I've seen in a while. Um, a man looked, he was about in his 60s. Um, he came walking walking towards me, and um, his, when he was walking, he couldn't, he couldn't walk very well. He was limping real badly. and um, So I went over and began to talk to him. And, um, you know, ask him what was going on. Come to find out he, uh, doctors had told him that he needed a new hip and, uh, that they, they couldn't really do anything for him, um, but to take him into surgery and, um, they would operate on his hip so that, you know, they could, they could get him mobilized, um, and things such as that. And, um, you know, I said, well, sir, would you like me to pray for you? And, um, he said, you know, I would. He said, uh, he said, I need to create a miracle. Can, can your God, can Jesus do that for me? And um, I said, sir, I said, Jesus can give you a creative miracle right here, right now. I said, uh, it's not going to take very long. I said, but when I, when I get done praying for you, you're going to be able to walk without that cane. And um, this is going to be a mighty testimony. 
of uh, the power of the living God. So as I begin to pray, pray with him, um, his wife began to begin to come real close to him, and um, she began to hold his arm. And uh, you you could tell just in that moment the the need and uh, the the real need for a for a miracle um, to meet that man and his wife right there in that moment. And um, so I began to pray with him, and uh, I laid my hands on his on the hip that that needed needed delivered and uh, needed healed. And um, so I prayed over his prayed over his hip, and uh, I said, "Well, sir," I said, "I just begin to move that leg and uh, be, begin to move that hip." And um, he he began to move that leg and that hip, and uh, you you could see a smile begin to come on his face. And um, I said, "Well, why don't why don't you take a step or two and uh, see how it feels?" And um, so he he took one step with that cane, then all of a sudden he he lifted that cane up and uh, started. Started walking without that cane, and I, I tell you what, I, st- I I I started jumping, and I about took a lap around that mall, and uh, people were looking. They thought I was cuckoo for cocoa puffs, and uh, <laughs> boy, it, it was powerful. It was what very did, powerful. What did he do? What did the man do? Uh, he he just he just kept hugging me. He, <laughs> he he didn't know what to. He didn't know. He couldn't say anything. What did his wife say? Did she say anything uh, to you? His his wife his wife just kept saying thank you and uh she was she was getting very emotional and um wow. you know, so it was powerful. Do you have uh that you know, if you're listening tonight and you're hearing this and you don't think that this stuff really happens, you're welcome to come to our service and you know, I somebody came up to me after the service last night and they say, You know, I'm not saying this stuff doesn't happen but I'd like to see it happen. I said, "Well, we'll send you out one of the teams. It's just, just, just follow along quietly. If you, if you're curious about seeing the power of God, just go out." I said, "But I'll, let me warn you. Once you see it, you're gonna want to start doing it yourself." So, <laughs> um, yeah, oh, go ahead, give me another testimony. I know you've told me you had several last night. Um, yeah, I, a, uh, I saw at, before I actually prayed for this man. I saw a group of group of young kids, probably 16 to 18, and. Um, so I went over and began to minister to one of them. Um, the one young man actually had a problem with his back. Um, he couldn't couldn't bend down very well, um, and uh, and his, had pain in his lower back. And uh, before before I even prayed with him, I had him move move his back and sort of try to bend. And uh, you know he couldn't bend very well. So um, so I, I laid my hands on his back and uh, commanded his spine to be made whole. and commanded the muscles and the vertebrae to. Um, to to regain flexibility and um, so after I after I prayed with him he he ended up touching touching all the way to the ground that could bend full flexibility and um, there was actually another another young man who was sitting there sort of he looked very curious and uh, I said well I said you know man is there anything wrong with you and uh, he he had bad pain in his in his ankle so I took him I had him go sit down um, and uh, I had him take his shoe off and. The the problem when his ankle was on the inner part of his foot and the inner part of his ankle, and uh, he couldn't he couldn't put much pressure on it. Um, it was like an inner inner pain, inner sting, and um, so I began to pray over that ankle and command that pain, that discomfort to leave. And uh, I said after I got done praying with him, I said, you know, man, why don't why don't you get up and and, uh, <laughs> and test it out? And uh, he uh, he he got up and put his shoe on. And um, I thought he was going to fall over because he, <laughs> he didn't say anything. I thought I thought he saw a ghost. And uh, come to come to find out, he he said uh, he started tapping his foot on the ground and, and pounding it real hard. He said 
He said, he said, I don't, I don't feel anything. He said, it's a little weird. He said, well, let me, let me jump a little bit. Let me move and uh, see if this is really, really real. So he ended up jumping around and moving. I thought he was going to start doing the moonwalk, but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, he, he moved around and he had no pain. And, uh, I mean, the, all those young guys were, were astonished at what God had, uh, had done. And, um, you know, it was very, I mean, it was powerful. And, um, one, one more quick, quick testimony, a, a man was was walking towards me, and I felt the spirit of God begin to begin to lead me and go tell me to minister to him. And um, as I as I begin to minister to him, and uh, I I begin to find out, you could just the expression on his face, you could see that he had he had been there. There had been depression on his life and loneliness. Um, he had dealt with that, and I said, "Well, sir," I said, "Can I pray for you?" Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, "Yeah, you can." So I prayed with him, and um, were I mean, words of knowledge begin to come out. And after I got done praying with him, I said, "Sir, I said, were those, you know, what's, what are you thinking about all this?" He said, "I had dealt with loneliness for a long time, and uh, you know, we commanded the, that loneliness and that depression to leave." And uh, hmm. you know, you could really see God, God just moving in that place very powerful. And for the people that are listening, I'm with Evangelist Jordan Poland from Dayton, Ohio, uh, tonight joining me on my program. He's been coming to our services to assist me in our supernatural events, uh, Jordan. You need this is being done in the mall. I remember I saw you outside of some of the. I mean, people. This is not in church. This is in the mall, where everybody goes to shop. I mean, this. I mean, this is uh, people are passing you. People are coming by you. They're watching this. Am I correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. People, people are shopping. People are eating. Yeah, they're doing their thing. <laughs> and what are the what what because what do the people uh, when they pass? What are they doing? Are they just looking at you? Uh yeah, most most of them are looking at me like I'm crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know, you you get you get you get quite a bit of spectators. Uh, you know, group groups of people will, will stand and watch and uh, you know see see well uh, you know let's let's see a miracle let's see if this is really real and uh, you know so yeah it gives it gives it gives it gives a guy it gives uh you know it's a chance for people to see the power of God being demonstrated. Uh, not inside the four walls, and and really see this authentic move of God taking place uh, in the streets. When I'm asked why I do this, you know, I tell people, I say because nobody realizes how hurting people are today. People are so desperate uh, th- that we have to go to them. We just can't expect to throw out some flyers and them come to us. We're gonna start going to them and reaching them where they're at. I mean, you don't even know that when you go into the malls, the people you pass when you're shopping for a sweater or a pair of shoes or to get a Cinnabon or whatever it is you go to the mall for, <laughs> these people, many of them, uh, they might go home and want to commit suicide, or they may be dying of cancer, and you are their hope. You carry the antidote. So if someone's listening tonight uh, to the broadcast and they say, I want to be used of God to do that, what what advice do you have from Jordan? Um, well, you know, the mom... The main, the main thing I can say, um, you know, is dare, dare to believe God. Um, you know, I, many times people, when we look, when we look in Scripture, we look, we look at the early church, and uh, you begin to read in Acts four how, um, how when the apostles, when they got filled with, with the comforter that Jesus talked about, when they got endued with power, um, and and they got filled with this power um, in the upper room, and you see after they got filled, they went out. And begin to demonstrate uh, signs and wonders, and through those signs and wonders and miracles, it begin to testify of the resurrected Savior. And um, you know, so so my main advice, first off, is to tell people 
if you haven't got baptized um, in the Holy Ghost, if you haven't, get, got, haven't got filled with the Spirit of God, if you haven't got full of His fire, then you'll begin to cry out and ask God to fill you. Because if you're hungry, if you're thirsty, and uh, you're, you know, God, God's looking for people who are hungry and thirsty and are and who will step out of their comfort zone and dare to believe Him. And um, you know, I mean, if you're like I said, if you're hungry and thirsty, God, God's gonna gonna see that hunger and thirst, and He's gonna use you. He, he's not gonna He's not gonna walk walk by your cry and your hunger, and uh, and not fill that. You know, so dare dare to believe God. And uh, you know, I, I promise you, after the first time you see a miracle and you you begin to see God use your life. Um, for his glory, it, it just becomes it becomes ordinary. This doesn't become uh, unordinary. Your, your life begins to yeah, it becomes a lifestyle, supernatural. And tell the people why they should come to Supernatural on Friday night. Um, well, I, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons I could tell you to come, but I can tell you one thing: that there is a there is a a power. A, a moving of the spirit of God. There's a, I mean, the Holy Ghost is there in such a mighty, mighty way. If you're, if you're in need of deliverance, a touch from God, um, if you want to be filled with His power, filled with His anointing, and uh, and hear a dynamic word, and hear a word in season. Um, thus saith the Lord. Then, then I promise you, you need to come out. You need to, you need to be a part of this movement that God is, uh, is doing in Michigan, and uh, and come out and and just experience what God's doing. I mean, this this isn't this isn't an, an everyday uh Friday night meeting. This is this is the power of Almighty God falling. Um and uh I promise you you want to be a part of this. It's powerful. Awesome. So so come out and expect and believe God uh to see breakthrough in your life. Awesome Jordan. Amen. We're so blessed to have you. And this is Evangelist Jordan Poland. He'll be with me this Friday night at uh seven thirty PM the twenty fifth at the Novi Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. Jordan, God bless you man. Thanks for being with us and we'll see you Friday night, okay? Alrighty. God bless you. If you're listening to uh, Jordan and uh, you know what he was sharing about the power of God and the demonstration of God's power, like I said before, it's okay if you've not seen this before to wonder about it. Uh, that's not offensive to me because it's new for a lot of people, but you have to uh, accept it and ask yourself, uh, is the word of God real? When Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Was he talking to just his disciples, or was that an application for all of us? Or, you know, does that mean that we just uh, just talk about it in church? If people are getting healed on the streets, if people are getting healed inside of the malls, we may seem crazy, but I want to know, I want you to understand something. If I was somebody that had a cane, or someone that uh, was feeling depressed, or I couldn't move my ankle, and I would be very thankful for somebody who was bold enough not to be so concerned about what other people think around them, strangers, uh, what strangers thought about me, and came up to me and wanted to minister to me the love of God and tell me about a hope. And I can tell you that displays of God's power are most often seen in public places. That's just where God does it and works for people because that's where the lost are at. And God wants to reshape people's idea concerning and what I've been preaching on in the services and will continue to preach is on the kingdom of God. I want to tell you we're live tonight, 313-838-1035, call in. Um, and that's what we've been preaching is the kingdom. Now, it says here in Mark chapter 1 and 15, well, I'll say verse number 14. Now, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee, 
preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. It is one thing to preach about Jesus. I recently had uh, somebody come up to me when I was working on something and they they gave me a gospel tract. And they said, brother, you going to heaven? I says, yes. And uh, after he gave me the tract, he didn't want to talk to me no more. And so he just really wanted to make sure I was going to heaven. I appreciate it. I'm thankful that someone's concerned about my salvation. But Jesus was more concerned about whether or not you're going to die and go to heaven or hell. There was more to his message than just where are you going to go when you die. Jesus wasn't just preaching heaven. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. He didn't just uh, say, you know... What's going to happen to you when you die? He was talking, you know, the the mentality behind it is, hey, you know, uh, when you die, where are you going to go? Jesus was preaching more than that. Jesus was talking about, instead of saying, what's going to happen when you die? He was saying, what's going to happen when you accept the kingdom and then you'll truly begin to live? So it wasn't a matter of being consumed and overly concerned about death. It was a matter of receiving life and then stepping into the kingdom and receiving life because you stepped into the kingdom. My mind's not focused on death. What's going to happen to me when I die? Where am I going to, what's going to happen to me when I die? My mind is concerned and is focused on life. I'm already living. I'm inside of Christ. And now as a living being who is never going to see eternal death, because I have been uh, made alive with Christ Jesus, my mind and my concern is on the kingdom of God. And so it's one thing to preach Jesus, that we need to preach Jesus, and we do preach Jesus, but it's also another thing to talk about what Jesus preached, and that is the kingdom of heaven. And so the message of the kingdom of heaven is what Jesus spent most of his ministry teaching. And this message of Jesus began to reach the ears of not only common man, but eventually it started creeping its way into the ear canals of kings and officials. It'd be, you know, from the first time Herod heard of Jesus' birth, it spooked him. And then in Jesus' ministry, it began to upset the high priests of Judea, and it was eventually heard in Pilate's court, and it soon reached the ears of Caesar. And it was offensive to nobility because the message of the kingdom of heaven soon enough started to challenge nobility. The message that Jesus preached didn't take long for people to discover. It wasn't just about love. It wasn't just about grace. It wasn't just about forgiveness. These are principles and concepts of something that's more encompassing. And that is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is God's government in the universe. It has extended itself to man and to me and to you because of the grace of God and as a result of the love of God. And it's here because of who God is. He has extended his government to a rebellious race of people who have chosen sin and they were born in sin. But the government of God has come. And it is his reign, it's his domain, it's his law, it's his culture, and it's his economy. And Jesus preached this. And it was uh, 
a message was governmental and it was something that was so powerful that the cur current government of Jesus' time began to get concerned because they began to see quickly that as Jesus preached in Judea and roundabout places of Galilee, people began to follow. Three, four thousand people were coming to see him. They weren't passing out flyers. They, Jesus would just sit on the hillside. He would feed the hungry multitudes. He'd heal the sick. He would pray for the blind eyes. Blind eyes would open. He would tell the lepers, all ten, come and they get healed. He was kind with women. He was gentle around children. And men sought to follow his example. And they started to see the nobility that their grip was starting to slip on the people when they began to listen to what Jesus had to say. And eventually government officials, the high priests and the people of Israel began to ask him questions that pertain to government because they wanted to see what his idea was. Should we pay taxes, Jesus? To whom should we pay these taxes to? What do you think about Caesar? And they began to recognize that Jesus was setting up a different government and they were curious about what that government was. Jesus looked at Pilate, and Pilate said, Are you a king? And Jesus says, Thou sayest it, Pilate. He said, But my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, then my servants would fight. And it literally means that they would overtake you. But Jesus was a king, and he was representing an absolutely different government. And so the news was, it, was uh, it wasn't good news you can go to heaven when you die. It was good news you can become part of the kingdom and live. And so when I talk to you about the kingdom of God, like I said before, it's God's, it's God's government. And there are parts of the universe that have gone into rebellion, and that's what darkness is. And they're not part of the domain of God. And before Jesus came, earth was one of those parts of the universe. But Jesus came to extend this government back to the earth to restore man back to his original position before God. And that's righteous, to restore man back to his position in God's family. And so this is what God told me. is He said that if the kingdom of God is not being preached in a community, if what Jesus preached is not being preached from the pulpits, then... There is going to be no movement in that community, and there's going to be no movement at all where it's not preached. Let me show you what I'm, what do you, and, and of course you're asking and say, well, what do you mean by movement? There is a difference between pastoring and there's a, pastoring and, well, let me just say it like this, an apostolic move of God. The word apostolos in the Greek literally means a sent one. So I'm not necessarily meaning an apostle of a church or apostle of a work. What I mean is the commissioning of God's appointed people into the earth to represent him. Apostolos is a governmental word. The first, the word is a Greek word by origin. It wasn't, it didn't exist before the, Alexander the Great began to Hellenize all of the Greek known world. And it simply means that when part of an area was conquered, uh, Alexander the Great would appoint somebody and say, go into the, that nomadic civilization that we just conquered and teach them Greek culture. Well, when God wanted to teach people the kingdom of God, what he did was he anointed people and said, I want you to go into that area and I want you to teach people the culture of the kingdom. This was an apostle. And so if you don't preach the kingdom of God, people can't be sent to represent the kingdom. 
And notice what it says in the last verse of the book of Acts. Preaching, it says in verse number 30, And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came unto him. And notice what it says in verse 31. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord, Jesus Christ. It doesn't just say Jesus Christ. It says the Lord. That's another governmental word in the Greek. It's kurios and simply means almighty. It means ruler. It means sovereign. With all confidence, no man forbidding him. So what was Paul preaching? In the book of Acts, he was preaching the kingdom of God. He was telling people that God's government has come and it's time to realign with what God is doing in the earth. And so God told me, he said, when you don't preach the kingdom of God, there's no movement. When churches preach the kingdom, its surrounding community will change. When it fails to preach the kingdom of God. The surrounding community will see more dry and boring churches go up, more dry and boring sermons, more dry words that just are meant to just help people through the week, but nothing more than to help people through the week. Well, you know, Brother Palmer, you shouldn't be so critical. No, listen, 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 listen. The point of church is not to come just to hear a word that will help you through the week. Someone told me, they said, well, there's so many hurting people. We just need to have a church that has good words. Well, what happens when the people are not hurting anymore? Then where do we go from there? What God wants to do is he wants people to come to church to be equipped. He wants people to come and hear the word of the Lord and be sent out with power. It says in Hebrews chapter 5 that when time you ought to be teachers, you have one that need be teach you the first principles of the kingdom of God. In other words, he's not talking to just leaders there. He's talking to people that have been in church or have known the Lord for enough time where they should be out there preaching the message of the gospel, telling people to come into the kingdom and be part of God's government. And they were slow in their ability to hear. And because of that, they sat in the church and took up space. And they did not go and tell people that God's kingdom has come. And they didn't demonstrate it. And that is what God is looking for in this point in time. So I, there's a difference between just pastoring people and helping people and having a true move of God. When you pastor people and that's all you do, there's nothing wrong with pastoring people, but if that's all you do, then there's just going to be stagnation. It's not going to extend into the community. And when that happens... Then the enemy and darkness can move in and form pockets of darkness inside of the community. And that darkness will maintain itself because nobody is bringing forth light. But when people are sent out and they're preaching the kingdom, that light that goes out expels that darkness. When churches preach what Jesus preached, which is the kingdom... What will happen is you'll see the extension of God's government in the community. When you don't, all, all you will see is the extension of religion. I'm a part of God's government. I represent his government. And when I go that, I display his ideas, his concepts, everything that's a part of his mind. What I don't display is religion. That's why we'll go into the malls and pray for people. What Jordan didn't tell you is that when he was in the mall, the security guards got nasty with him. They couldn't stop him because what he's doing wasn't illegal. He wasn't in the stores doing it, but it wasn't illegal, but they got nasty for him. But you see, as I was saying last night in my message, is that when you 
many people want to say, oh, God has blessed me. God has touched me. God has been good to me. And they want to glory with Christ, but they don't want to suffer with Christ. And part of suffering with Christ is getting treated nasty because you're preaching His gospel. Getting treated nasty because you are uh, telling people about Him. And, and bearing shame because you hold His name. And when you do that for God, and you go tell people about the kingdom, when the kingdom is preached, what happens is the kingdom manifests and extends itself to where it is being preached. God told me, you cannot preach my kingdom without me extending my kingdom to people. And so what I've observed is that when there is no movement inside of a community, it's because nobody is talking about the kingdom. I've observed this. The preaching of the kingdom demands a response. So when you hear someone talking about God's government, when you hear someone saying the king has come and he is soon and coming, you are either going to get involved in this and get excited or you're going to get out. And so it demands change. You either conform or you will not conform. The movement it produces does not allow somebody to remain still. The water is always churning and things are always happening. And when you preach the kingdom of God, the acceleration of God happens. Do you know why churches get big and then they shrink? Why things grow and then they get small? Why things expand and they contract? That's because they get away from preaching the kingdom of God. God told me this last night when I was getting ready for my service. He said that the message of personal blessing, the message of being promoted, the message of self-exaltation has replaced the message of the kingdom. And that is... Because of that, we have become self-conscious instead of kingdom conscious. We have become self-centered instead of Christ-centered. We have put ourselves upon the throne instead of trying to put Jesus Christ upon the throne. We've made ourselves the center of our own universe, and Jesus is not the center of our universe. And so when you go and God says a witness to these people, you say, I can't do that, God. I can't go witness to those people. Do you know what they'll think about? me to laugh at me look it there's a pretty girl or if a girl you said there's a handsome guy over there i can't go tell him about the love of god you know what that means you are embarrassed because you care about yourself too much and that is being self-centered how do you know someone over there is not going to take their own life how do you know somebody over there is not sick and god wants to use you as an instrument of healing so what you have to do is get over yourself and say, I'll be a witness of Jesus. I'll go tell somebody about God. I'm going to go tell somebody about the power of the blood of Jesus and that he rose from the dead and that he's resurrected. This is what I say. I go to a seminary. I belong to a school of theology where every week I'm taking classes. I mean, but this is what I told somebody. If you cannot apply what you're learning, your theology is worth nothing. If you don't know how to practically apply what you learn in the classroom and be effective with it, it is worth nothing. 
So if you sit and you just learn and you're in the books and you study, but you can't win souls to Jesus, you can't pray for sick people, you can't get people in expectation of God's second coming, then you need an encounter with God's presence. You need God to touch your life and you need to change the way that you're doing things. Because God, when he fills you with this Holy Ghost, he wants to make you effective for the kingdom of God. He wants to make you powerful for the kingdom of God. And so I want to talk to you more about this. I am looking in these supernatural services for the next couple weeks is what I want to do is I want to raise people up. God told me, he says, don't just have people come and expect a touch from God. Don't just have people come and I mean, it's good. Don't just looking for healing or looking for uh, a miracle. What he told me was teach people how to leave and help other people receive a miracle. Teach people how to leave and help other people receive what they've received at your services. And so I'm intent on training people how to work in the power of God, how to be bold. And that starting point is getting full of the Holy Ghost. That starting point is getting a, a touch of God. It's getting uh, around the presence of God. Jordan is an example. He went out with uh, a couple other people who are part of our team. And they're all, they're all consumed with God's fire. And God wants you to have that. There are many people. This is what I said. There are many people that God blesses. They get what they're believing. They, if you will quote unquote, pull it down by faith and God blesses them or their family is safe and protected and their job is flourishing and prosperous and they're good at church and the church is growing. But you know, they're just as dissatisfied as anything else because they're saying, what's more? You know what it is? They need to go out and preach the kingdom of God. You will always be dissatisfied until you're used of God to announce his kingdom, because that is his ministry for the church. I don't think I'm going to get to all that tonight. But come to Supernatural, I'll get to it. Because next, this coming Friday, I'm going to be talking about how to expose pockets of darkness in your community with the Word of God. You can't do it all on your own. It's not a single man show. You need people to help you. But... It can be done when the body of Christ gets serious. There are people that are waiting for you to go to them and tell them about God. And tell them about the power of the Lord Jesus. And tell them about His resurrection. There's people waiting. Tomorrow you're in church celebrating. But tomorrow night, there's going to be somebody that has alcohol addiction. Or has a drug addiction. Or is addicted or wants to commit suicide. Because they're miserable. And you have the answer. And God wants to anoint and touch your lips to make you a bold witness. We're going to be back in just a second. I don't want you to go nowhere because I want to pray for you tonight that God use you. We'll be back right after this break.
WMUZ Detroit in crystal clear digital <clears throat> HD and online at WMUZ.com. And we're back here on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. God bless you. Top of the hour, 1 o'clock. We have 15 minutes left, and I want to talk to you in just a briefly a few minutes more about the kingdom of God. Listen, I want to say that I am just at the breaking point. I can't take dead church no more. I can't take people that exalt the word of God above and and worship just the word of God. I believe in the word of God. It is supreme in authority, but you also need the spirit of God. You also need the Holy Ghost. And you can always tell when people are trying to preach the word of God without the spirit of God. And here's the thing. When the spirit of God comes upon you, it is contagious. When the spirit of God comes on you, it it causes boldness. It causes authority in your life. You begin to walk as a different person. You say, how do I know that the spirit of God is on me? You are somebody that's transformed and changed and you're excited and you're bold. You wake up full of the Holy Ghost. You want to tell someone about Jesus. You go and there's a radiance about your life. And so... When that's not being cultivated and incubated inside a church, it's dead. And God can only use that church up to a certain point. Now, I want to say this tonight is that uh, the, the ministry that God has placed the body of Christ in, in this hour, it says in Matthew chapter 11 that the, the, those who are least in the kingdom of heaven are greater than John the Baptist. Let me explain to you about the ministry of John the Baptist real quick. Because if you want to understand where your floor is at, where your least point should be, then you have to understand the ministry of John the Baptist. The Bible says that Jesus took John's message when he was in prison. When the ministry of John the Baptist came to an end, he never got out of prison. He was beheaded by Herod. The Bible says that Jesus came along after him and began to preach the same thing that John the Baptist preached, saying the kingdom of heaven has arrived. It was slightly different, though, because John the Baptist was saying the kingdom of heaven is coming. And Jesus was saying the kingdom of heaven is here because he is the king. And so when the king came, he preached himself and said the kingdom has arrived. And what John the Baptist Baptist was saying is the kingdom of heaven is coming. John was a preacher. The Greek word for preacher is not a guy who wears a suit and tie and shows up to a church on Sunday morning. That's what the word has come and has evolved to mean. The kind of word that was used to be a preacher in John's day was an imperial word. It was a word that was used of sovereigns and people that were uh, appointed to represent sovereigns. And so a preacher was one who went before the visit of a king and made preparations for a king to be received. And so you say, what what do you mean? I don't understand. The preacher was a heraldic office. It was an appointed office by a nobility to carry a message of royal proclamation and bearing a message of the state between sovereigns. They are a forerunner and a harbinger, one who announces the approach of something. Think about how embarrassing it would be if our president went to visit a country. Let's just say he went to Madagascar and nobody announced in that country that the president was coming. He gets off the plane. He expects people to be there, the cameras, because he has something important that he wants to tell that country. And nobody's there to listen to him. 
How embarrassing would that be? And so, uh, for this very reason, it was typical and still is to this day for preachers to be sent before a king arrives. God is the same way. He said, you know what I need to do? I need to send somebody before the king comes to represent my government and let the people know that my government is coming and so here comes john the baptist and he starts preaching and he says in verse number eight he says bring forth fruits worthy of repentance and begin to say not in your heart we have abraham our father for i say unto you that god is able to raise these stones to raise up children of abraham now look what it says here it says after he started preaching the kingdom it says that there came unto him publicans and said we want to be baptized what shall we do and it says in verse number 10 the people asked him saying what shall we do then so you see two classes of people that came to john you had the people which is the multitudes then you had the publicans which was the hated multitudes or the tax collectors and then in verse number 14 what, and those two groups of people were the Jews. In verse number 14, it says, And then the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? So now you have the Romans coming to him and saying, What shall we do? And it says here, in verse number 15, and all the people were in expectation and all men mused in their hearts of John whether or not he was the Christ. So what began to happen when John the Baptist came to the earth? He began to declare that the kingdom of God was coming. And when he started saying that the kingdom was coming, the people began to get in expectation. And part of that expectation was they began to muse in their hearts. They began to ponder the began to wonder they began to think it, it, this this word muse is an idea of something that is toppling their thinking it's cutting and just exposed to the way they usually think and as a result they began to slowly repent and change their mind everything they knew previously they changed it and went in the opposite direction and the result of that was the baptism of john which i can't talk about tonight so what happens when you preach the kingdom is that there are three things. The first thing is it creates amusing in your heart. It, it causes you to wonder, are these things true? Are the things being preached, are they accurate? The second thing is it creates an expectation inside of you. And you start to look for this kingdom. The people in John's day were so hungry that they began to say, where is this king? It, maybe it's John. Maybe he's going to reveal to us that he's the king. That's how hungry they were. They want to see the appearance of this king. And the next thing that happens is people are going to repent and they're going to line their lives up with the kingdom that you're preaching. And that was during John's day. Of course, you know the story. Jesus comes. He represents the kingdom. He demonstrates the kingdom on the earth for three years and then he's crucified. But he says something significant in Matthew chapter 16. He introduces the church and he tells the church that I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Keys represent authority. Keys represent access. Keys represent power. And what Jesus was saying saying is that the authority that I have from being a king upon the earth, I'm going to transfer that authority to you. And because you have these keys, you can represent my government. You can be ambassadors of my government. You can go and demonstrate and walk in the same power that I am walking in. And then Jesus ascended after he rose. He ascended into heaven. People will preach the resurrection tomorrow. But what about the ascension? When do we preach the ascension?
When are we going to talk about that we don't just have a resurrected Christ, we have an ascended Christ. And we don't just have an ascended Christ, we have a high priest that makes intercession for us, that sits at the right hand of the Father, and who has sent to us his governor, which is the Holy Ghost, who has come upon us to represent us and help us represent the kingdom upon the earth. That Holy Spirit is, was, was Jesus' source of power upon the earth because he emptied himself of those qualities that could be made God. That's Philippians chapter 2. He was God but emptied himself so he could represent man. And now he took the power of the Holy Ghost and he sent that same power to us. And that is why you're greater than John the Baptist is because you have been given the keys of the kingdom. John didn't have them because the kingdom had not yet come. By the time Jesus sent the Holy Ghost, he was dead. But he sent the Holy Ghost to you and now you're greater because you've experienced the king and now you can represent the king because he has contributed his work in the fullness and so you know that jesus promised a return jesus said he'll be back he's coming back and paul said in first thessalonians chapter 4 that the lord shall return with and ascend with the voice of the archangel with the trump of god and the dead in christ shall rise first see back in those days in the new testament there was an expectation for the coming of god an expectation to see christ coming and do you know what happens when people don't preach the kingdom is they stop expecting the return of Jesus. When people just preach personal blessing, it's good to be blessed, but when that is the only message about what God can do for you, when the message just becomes how good your life can be upon the earth, and that is the only message, what happens is you no longer focus on Christ's coming, and you don't have an expectation on Him, it's just yourself. And do you know why that is dangerous? It's because it will remove the fear of God out of your heart and you will no longer fear him and live in reverent fear and holiness. This happens. It's a slippery slope. And so when there's no preaching of the kingdom of God, when there's no preaching of the power of God, when there's no preaching of the government of God, then the fear of God begins to leave the people. People start walking in lasciviousness. That's why Paul Constantly told people to be ready for the coming of the Lord. To look with watchfulness that Jesus is coming. And so I tell people, and if you're listening tonight on the radio, be ready because Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth. He's coming back to the earth. That's what the word of God says. I'm not saying that because I don't believe it. I'm not saying that because... Only the Bible says it. I'm saying it because I'm convinced that Jesus is coming back to rule and he's coming back to reign. And when I know that in my heart that at any point he could return, I have a fear. I want to live in holiness. I want to live right. And not only that, I want to tell people that he is coming and to ready yourself. He is coming back. And they say, what proof do you have? And that's where you use the power of God. That's when Jordan say, I'm going to show you that there's another kingdom that has power over sickness and power over disease and power over demons and power over death. Power over corruption. Power over death itself. And I'm going to pray for you. And the person says, oh, okay. And you pray for the person and their leg gets healed. Their hip pops back in place. We're in the Caicos Islands. The leg pop back in place. It happens. 
I have friends now preaching in other parts of the world. They tweet Instagram. All the miracles that are happening. God's touching people's lives. And it is a foretaste of what's to come. Our job is to tell people and announce that Jesus is coming back. Announce the kingdom. Tell them that that 2,000 years ago that a king came to the earth. And he was rejected of men, but he loved us enough that he still gave man power and authority and access into the kingdom. And he says, I'll be back to administrate my kingdom in full. And until I come, I want you to represent my kingdom upon the earth. I want you to tell people that I'm coming soon and my kingdom will soon reign. See, many times all we want to do is go to heaven. But here's this catch. Here's the funny thing about it. God's not interested in you just coming to heaven. He's interested in taking heaven to earth. Eventually, when the fullness of time has come, God's headquarters will be upon the earth. The Bible says the new Jerusalem shall descend. That's Revelation chapter 20. And so I want you to start readying yourself for the kingdom. I want you to be a bold witness to Jesus. And I want to pray for you tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person listening to my show. I pray tonight, Father, that they would receive your boldness and your power and your authority. God, I pray that you would breathe upon them fresh tonight in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that you would put something inside of them, anoint them to be bold witnesses of you, God, to announce the kingdom. I pray for churches in the area, God, that they will rise up and tell people that the kingdom of God has come and preach it in all of its fullness and get people an expectation of your, of your coming. I pray our hearts would fear you, God. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. If you're listening tonight, I want to remind you that we have supernatural we're leading up to our supernatural service, and it's going to be Friday, April 25th, this coming Friday. The Novi Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. So I want you to come to it. It's at 7.30 p.m. You say, is there registration? No registration is necessary. It's at 7.30 p.m. Uh, just come. Bring somebody. Bring someone who needs a touch from God. But come and expect God to start using you as a witness of his kingdom. To get full of the fire of God. I'm telling you, there's nothing more powerful than being full of God's fire. It consumes you at night when you sleep. It, you wake up and you're consumed by it. And you don't want to be around people that will disturb that fire. You want to find other people that are red hot. When you get full of God's fire, you want to find other people full of God's fire to hang out with. To feed and fan, fan that flame. So you'll get full of God's fire. Not just the word. We thank God for the word. But we want the fire, and that's the fullness of His Spirit. So this Friday night, April 25th, at 7.30 p.m. As usual, if you want to partner with our ministry, you can go to www.chrispalmerministries.com. You find out about us online. You say, who's this preacher that's always loud on the radio late at night? Well, find out. www.chrispalmerministries.com. I want to thank all of our partners, people that write us letters in the mail, people that talk to us, people that correspond to us. God bless you and we love you and we're thankful for all of your partnerships. So if you want to help be a part of this broadcast or be a part of our, our, our ministry and, our, uh, and what we do overseas, you know, we want to 
uh, invite you to check out our website, www.chrispalmerministries.com. Okay? We'll be back next week. Also, my book, The Believer's Journey, check it out on Amazon.com. Go on Amazon, type in Chris Palmer, and you can see that as well. Okay? God bless you. I'll see you Friday night, and we'll be back on next week, 12, 15 a.m., Transforming Truth. God bless you. Testify and tell people the kingdom has come. See you next week. Now that you've received the transforming truth of the Word of God, go deeper. Go to our website, chrispalmerministries.com, or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash chrispalmerministries. Then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403, Walled Lake, Michigan, 48390. And tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. For Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ 103.5 FM, The Life.